0: So every week, we explore a new topic that can help us feel better and become better cooks, and then I share a recipe with you so you can cook along with me if you want. You can always find the recipes and the transcripts from the podcast on my website, thefromscratchbody.com. Are you finding bread making a bit confusing? Welcome to the From Scratch Body. Today, I'm going to share 10 tips... That will make the bread process a lot easier for you and I guarantee that you will make perfect bread every time. So let's get our hands dirty. We are making good old-fashioned yeast bread today, bread that doesn't need a starter, strange techniques or anything like that. If you just want to make your bread from scratch instead of buying it from the shops and find the tastiest recipe that makes you feel your best, then we will definitely cover that today. So I've got 10 tips for how to make perfect yeast bread every time and how to make the process painless for you. All you need for this is flour of your choice, a pinch of salt, a small amount of dry yeast and water and a tiny bit of olive oil. This is also a video on my YouTube channel, the From Scratch Body, so if you want a more visual kind of presentation, then do check that out. But if not, let's get stuck in with 10 tips for perfect yeast bread every time. Number one, make your life easier with gluten. Gluten is a group of proteins found in grains, and when flour mixes with water, gluten in the flour form a sticky network that has a glue-like consistency and that's actually how it got the name gluten. This glue-like consistency makes the dough elastic and gives the bread the ability to rise during baking and it also provides that chewy nice texture when you eat it. Most people can tolerate gluten absolutely fine. Now even if you don't have a gluten intolerance If you suspect that bread maybe makes you feel bad in any way, it could of course be gluten that doesn't agree with you. But before you give up on bread, definitely make your own from scratch because it is likely to be much better for you than store-bought. Two main reasons for this. In store-bought bread dough, they often add gluten because it makes the process of the bread rising go much faster and that might be too much gluten for you even if you're not intolerant secondly they add preservatives to slow down the decomposing I don't think preservatives are very good for us I certainly have experienced that food with preservatives are not great for me personally so how can you make your life easier with gluten Knowing that gluten is what helps the bread rise and get its nice texture, you can mix different flours together in bread in whatever combination you want. But if you are wanting to ensure your bread rises, then try to get in a good amount of the flours with the highest gluten content in. Wheat is at the top, which is the most common flour, like plain flour, all-purpose flour, whatever you call it. You can make your bread making easier by using a bit of that. That doesn't mean you have to make a white loaf entirely, but if you do, for example, a kilo of flour, which is what I do when I make two loaves, then maybe do half of that as wheat flour and then mix in others. I've played around with this a lot to minimize the amount of plain flour because it's the least healthy one, and I find that if my bread consists of about 20% of plain flour minimum, I'm usually fine. But if you want to play it a bit more safe, go harder with the plain flour. Number two is seeds and nuts go inside the bread. Okay, so we've talked about flour. Let's talk about the seeds and the nuts for a second. It's lovely to add some to your bread. It looks and tastes delicious and they are very healthy too. I'm sure you've seen lots of bread in bakeries that have seeds on top. Now it looks really great until you touch it, move it, or try to cut a slice or put it in a paper bag they just fall off it's much better to incorporate the seeds into the dough itself so they don't just fall off and stay in the bag that's such a waste mix your seeds in with the dry ingredients at the start tip number three is don't use too much yeast now it might seem counterproductive to use less yeast as yeast helps the bread rise But too much of it does not only compromise the taste, it can also end up collapsing on itself. And that's not what we're after. As an example, if I'm making two loaves of bread, as I said, I use about a kilo of flour. And for all that flour, I only use seven grams of yeast, which is about two teaspoons. When you buy packets of dry yeast, they are usually seven grams. So that's perfect for two loaves. If you are in a hurry and you need your dough to rise super quick, then you can go for a bit more. But do keep in mind that it's not the best for the flavour or for your stomach. Tip number four is use cold water, not warm This might surprise you but I actually recommend using cold water in your bread dough. You may have been told to use warm water but that is because warm water kicks that process of the gluten proteins binding together, the rising process, in gear so it rises faster. But when you use cold water the gluten still does the same job and the yeast will too. It just takes a bit longer. But that's a good thing because if the dough has to rise for a long time like three hours or so the taste will be so much better. So don't rush that process if you can avoid it. Again if you're in a hurry and you need the bread to rise in an hour then fine use some warmer water. But keep in mind your water cannot be too cold but it can be too warm meaning if it's too hot it will kill the yeast. Number five is knead it well. Kneading is just another way of getting that rising process going to encourage the gluten basically to bind. Now you can make bread without kneading it, but then you have to allow even more time for the gluten to connect on its own. I always knead for quite some time. It also gives me an opportunity to feel how the dough is feeling and get a sense of how the bread will develop maybe that sounds a bit wishy-washy, but if you start making bread, you'll understand what I mean. You can knead bread by hand, which is a really good arm workout, FYI, in a food processor or, of course, with a bread machine. And nothing is cheating, guys. I get people telling me, oh yeah, I cheat, you know, I use a bread machine. Nothing's cheating. If you're taking care of your body and making stuff from scratch, that is fantastic, even if you're using a machine to help you. By the way, wet dough is nice as it will result in a nice crispy outside and that is a bit messier to knead. But just accept the mess. I'm going to give you a clean up tip at the end, so don't worry. Tip number six is rising and proving. Give it time. I think I've made it clear by now. The best thing you can do for good bread is to give it time to rise and then to prove. Rising is when you've kneaded it and put it in a bowl to rise to about twice the size. Proving is when it rises for the second time, ideally to twice the size again, when you've put the bread in the loaf tins or shaped it in whatever way you want to bake it. Think of making bread as a day-long affair. Don't rush it. There's not much actual work involved, so if you make it in the morning and allow it to rise and prove for a few hours, you will have exceptional bread and you can enjoy the yeasty bakery smell in your kitchen for the whole afternoon. And remember that you can freeze bread after it's cooled down, so just make it into something you do regularly and you don't have to rush to make fresh bread on a day where you already needed it. This way you can plan ahead and make it when it suits you. To avoid the dough sticking to the cling film or towel that you cover it with, you can put some olive oil on top or my favourite is putting quite a lot of flour on top of the bread. It's a bit less messy and it looks really pretty with some flour on top anyway. Another tip is to use linen towels to cover the bread as it doesn't stick to the dough as easily. Tip number seven is bake it well. Bread should be baked at quite a high temperature. Don't be afraid. You want to get that nice crispy outside and it does take time to cook through. When you've put the bread in the oven, don't open the door to check on it and see how it's doing. Let it do its thing. A small loaf of bread I cook in a fan oven at about 210 degrees for 30 minutes. When you think it's done, check by knocking on it, both the top and the bottom. It should feel quite hard and sound hollow. Tip number eight is let it rest. The hardest thing of all, let the bread rest on a wire cooling rack, not a chopping board or similar. It needs to get air flowing to every part of the bread or it will start sweating and get soggy. So don't slice the bread, I know, I'm sorry, but don't slice the bread open until it's cooled down, especially if you want to keep this bread going for the rest of the week. The moisture will escape the bread and go dry much, much quicker. So stay strong, unless you are serving to a lot of people and the whole bread will be eaten immediately, of course. If you do want to have the opportunity to eat the bread straight out of the oven, You can make bread rolls instead. Then you can eat the whole thing fresh and you don't have to worry about moisture escaping and you can leave the rest of the rolls to cool down and put those away. Make sure that any bread that you put in the freezer has cooled down completely first. Tip number nine is clean up with cold water. Cleaning up is the least enjoyable part for me and I'm sure I'm not alone in that But when I learned that cleaning with cold water is the way to go, it got so much easier. The reason is that, as I talked about earlier, warm water kickstarts that gluten connection process. So when you put warm water on the leftover bits of dough from your worktop, you're just starting that process again and you're creating glue. So just try it. Cold water it's easier the quicker you get the surfaces cleaned but even if it's dried out a bit you can get all of it with a cloth and really cold water. Now the 10th tip is actually a bonus tip it is three bread recipes that you can try if you don't really know where to start so let's take a quick break and we'll come back with three easy yeast bread versions and the method for how to make them. Want to make bread but you don't quite know where to start, here are three of my favourite flour seed combinations that are still safe bets if you're new to bread baking but that will turn out super tasty. These all make one large loaf or two small loaves of bread or about 10 large bread rolls. The first one, playing it safe I've called this, is 600 grams of plain wheat flour, 400 grams of wholemeal flour, 7 grams of yeast, half a teaspoon of salt, about 650 milliliters of water, and 50 milliliters of extra virgin olive oil. Or regular olive oil is fine too. Recipe number two, called nuts and seeds, is 500 grams of plain wheat flour, 300 grams of wholemeal flour, 100 grams of flax seeds, 50 grams of pumpkin seeds. 50 grams of sunflower seeds or 100 grams of either of those, 7 grams of yeast, half a teaspoon of salt, 650 milliliters of water and 50 milliliters of olive oil. Recipe number three called oats and berries is 400 grams of plain flour, 400 grams of spelt flour, 100 grams of rolled oats and 100 grams of dried cranberries. And again, you need seven grams of yeast, half a teaspoon of salt, 650 milliliters of water, and about 50 milliliters of olive oil. The instructions for all three are very simple. You mix all the dry ingredients together, then mix in some olive oil, if you want, this is optional, and water, you definitely need that. Keep mixing until you've got a fairly sticky but firm dough. Knead for about 10 minutes, put back in the bowl and cover. Let rise for about two to three hours until the dough has doubled in size. Take the dough out and shape it into the desired bread shape, either into two small loaves in greased bread tins or one large dough in one large bread tin or several bread rolls on a sheet of baking paper. Cover again and let it rise for another hour or two until they have doubled in size again. Preheat the oven to about 230 degrees Celsius. If you have a fan-assisted oven, about 210. That's roughly 450 degrees Fahrenheit. Cook a large loaf for about 35 minutes or two small ones for about 30 minutes. Bread rolls should be about 25 minutes. It really depends on your oven, so keep an eye on them. Take the bread out. Check if it's done. It should be pretty hard and feel a bit hollow when you knock on it. And then let rest on a wired cooling rack. Note that these are just some of my suggestions to get you going. You can mix together flour, nuts and seed that you have in a thousand different ways. I try to minimize my use of white plain flour. So I probably go a bit lower with that than the recipes that I've just mentioned most of the time. But this is a great place to start and you can start working out your own favorite bread recipe. Did you make your own bread? Which recipe did you go for? Share on Instagram and tag me. I would love to see it and I will definitely see you next week.